We are guys in short sports. Galaxy came back, scored a nice go. team goal. What's Beautiful. a team goal? It comes off of one person's foot. <laughs> We're part sports cast. I don't think Babe Ruth ever hit a home run into a waterfall. Then he never played in a real stadium. Part backyard barbecue. USA! And USA. all LA sports. Dodger Stadium has a tradition also. They've hosted eight World Series. Guys in shorts, bringing you everything you need to know in LA sports. I think we should use Chloe as our barometer. And some of the stuff you probably didn't. <laughs> How do we get there? Guys in shorts, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. The Rams House, presented by Guys in Short Sports. Whose house? Rams House. The Rams took on the Green Bay Packers this past weekend at the Coliseum, and it was a great one. Uh, They beat Green Bay in, in, I think, our most difficult, uh, our most challenging game yet. It was a tough game, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Ty Montgomery. 29 to 27. Oh, yes. <laughs> Big thank you to MVP. MVP of the game for sure. <laughs> By the way, who is no longer with the yeah, team? Just yeah. got traded. Yeah, just got traded yeah. today. Good for We'll him. talk all about that game. Plus, look ahead at the Saints in week nine. And also on the show, we have a call in with author of Game of My Life, Rams, Jay Paris. Nice. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good show right there. It's a full Great episode. Show. I'm Jeff Wilson, and here to talk all about it with me is Darren Basa, Victor Costello, and Ben Garcia. Woo! Ah. Gentlemen, good to have you. Even you, Ben. Even even our resident Raiders fan. Yeah, it's always nice. Took a couple weeks off. I'm back. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You you keep us fair and balanced. That's right. We missed you. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) Ah, so let's talk about this Rams win over Green Bay. This one. we Darren and I texting during the game. We were both butt puckering. It was uh, <laughs> definitely nerve wracking because of the game, right? Yes. Well, oh, okay. I just wanted to yes. clarify for sure. Just want yep. to clarify for sure because of right. the game. That's a mystery. They just Green made Bay. eyes across the table. That's why <laughs> this, Jeff Butt was puckering. This was the kind of game we talked about uh, last season, where the Rams had a target on their back. Green Bay showed up to play. Yeah. Yeah. This was not the Green Bay team that played the 49ers and almost got beat right. a couple weeks ago. This this 49 or this Green Bay team, they showed up to make a statement and they did. They looked yeah. great. Yeah. Their defense really held us in check, sacked Goff what handful of times. Oh yeah, yeah, he was definitely on the ground. And you know what, if if you look at the first half of this game and you know as as you mentioned, you and I were definitely nervous uh Green Bay up about 10 points or so. I saw something from our offensive line that I haven't seen all season. And it was the consistent breakdown that Whitworth had, that Saffold had, that Havenstein had. We had a very solid offensive line. And when you're not doing your job, you're you're consistently having Green Bay penetrate, getting a hold of Goff. He doesn't have any time to throw. You're not making holes for Gurley. Hey, welcome to the Raider season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're not making holes for Gurley. You're not creating these lanes. You 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 you're not, you know, utilizing that offensive line that has been so great for the for the majority of the season. 
it just makes a difficult time for the Rams to go ahead and march downfield. Yeah. And it's, it was very uncharacteristic for our offensive line. Now, do you think that that was coaching on behalf of the Packers where they looked at tape and were able to find weaknesses? Or do you think that just on any given Sunday that any team can compete, you know, when they, when, when you know, like to Jeff's point, mm-hmm. this was, this may have been their Super Bowl. You yeah, know, like, right. you know, what team what, what team better to beat than the undefeated team midway through the season if you know you're not going to make the playoffs? Yeah. So do you think it was more of that? Or do you think maybe, you know, coaching and maybe down the line later in the season, you know, coaches may have found out whatever the Rams' weakness is? Well, you know, you definitely have coaches who are who's studying what the Rams have been doing all season. But you have a team like Packers, you know, they do have a chip on their shoulder and everybody wants to go ahead and beat that team that is so far undefeated. So what why they, not just give either? it... Well, right now they're yeah. Eight and zero, baby. Eight and zero. That's right. Yeah, I, I think uh, a huge credit to, and I looked up his name and I still can't remember it, but that corner for Green Bay, mm-hmm. that guy is the real deal. I, I think he's he's new to the league, maybe in the last season, yeah, he, uh, few seasons, but uh, I think he's a name that we're going to hear a lot of because he was all over Brandon Cooks, yeah. Yeah. and Brandon Cooks is tough to shadow, and that guy was all over him, almost made him invisible yeah. for a lot of the game, and kind of took away one of Goff's number one weapons. Of course, Cooper Cup was out, but yeah, we had, yeah. what's his name? Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds yep. step in, and and he did really well for us. Ah, oh, this team. Yeah. You know, and, and I know you and I spoke a little bit off air, and I think last week we touched a little bit about it, and that seems to be the Marcus Peters problem right now. Ever since Week One, you know that's you know he played the Raiders at that point in time. Yeah, I remember the touchdown. Yep, yep, you remember the <laughs> touchdown. You want to go ahead and describe it for us, where he leaps into the touchdown, yeah. grabs his crotch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we can that get you a T-shirt. There's only T-shirts. Oh yeah, there's oh, only T-shirts yes. with it. I'm good. We should do that. We should do that. And you know what? Since that game, we kind of saw it off and on from uh, weeks two and three, but he has been a little bit lackluster. And I know Aqib Tlaib, his his best friend, is currently on injured reserve. He's probably going to be gone for another, what, I think four more weeks or so. But I I really don't know what is really going on with Marcus Peters because he's getting burned. Right. Andy Reid does not let a, a player of that caliber go unless he thinks there's a problem. Well, is there a problem that I don't know about? Because he he's had this injury. Maybe he's not up to you know one hundred percent to health. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a locker room issue. You know, I mean, well, it, that was one of the yeah. Right. That, that, so that, that was, was one yeah. of the knocks, and right. and I think that's why the Rams were willing to take the risk on him, is they thought that he was maybe a better fit in the locker room, and it it appeared like he mm-hmm. was. Right. But but you're right. There, either he's not healed all the way, yeah. or. I think I think Something's another part on. of me wants to say that he just kind of fell in love with the media, the spectacle off of that very first game. I mean, mm. all eyes mm. were on Marcus Peters from that point of view, that from from that yeah. exact time, yeah. and it seems like from games four on, his eyes are reading the quarterback instead of the wide receiver, and he's giving so much room to these wide receivers. He's not doing close coverage. Um, very loose zone, and that they're just getting past him. Mm. And, you know, that's something that... All statements you don't want to make about a cornerback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it, we're... Too much cushion. Too much cushion, and you were starting to go into those teams that, you know, such as Green Bay, such as New Orleans, yeah. and that they can definitely go hit, hit up those receivers and get into those tight windows. And for somebody like Marcus Peters, you don't want them to go ahead and... Um, 
just burn him. Well, kind of what burn you're him talking on the route. about makes makes me really want to watch this upcoming week because if if your you know corners aren't living up to expectations or and one of them being hurt like you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew Brees is probably oh, yeah. going to eat them alive. Yeah. So they'll That's probably the score 35 to 40 points. So Goff this, will need to put up 42 to, you know, 48 to it's win It's going to be a high-scoring game. <laughs> it, it's it's gonna might be a fun like, game to Fantasy watch. owners, yeah. 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 <laughs> Get Saints and Rams <laughs> players in your lineups. <laughs> By the way, it's uh, Jair Alexander was the quarterback. I was trying yeah. to give a shout-out to on Green Bay. That mm-hmm. guy's good. Why are you giving a we'll shout-out to Green Marker. Bay We'll trade you Marcus <laughs> Peters for him. On a Rams podcast. On a Rams podcast. Jeez. He was good. He was good. <laughs> he was good. Hey, yeah. you gotta, you gotta. No, you don't. Credit talent. Jeff, no, Jeff you don't. calls talent it like he sees dude. it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Although, just like, just like Ben's favorite quarterback, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait. It's not Derek Carr. Oh no. <laughs> said, oh, no. oh no. The resident oh, no. Raider fan. <laughs> He's my favorite current Raider player. Okay. Okay. But right. yeah, no. Uh, it, it, just looking at quarterbacks in the league, I don't even think he's in the top ten. But this is a Rams podcast, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually isn't even owned in fantasy. Yeah. Would you own him? No. No. <laughs> well, I don't. No. Not uh, his second best receiver. They just traded. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's crazy. Now he's left with Jordy Nelson in the slot and no one else. Oh, Nobody else. Oh man. Well, before we uh, talk about the Saints, we got a guest to talk to. Nice. On the phone with us, we have author of Game of My Life, Rams, Jay Paris. Yay! Yeah. Hey, hey, horns up to you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. It's part of the Ramily. <laughs> oh, that's right. The Ramily. We're, we're doing bad puns? Okay. All right. That's a thing, Ben. That's a thing. Oh, is it? Ben, it is, it Ben's is a Raiders fan. Yes. So, ignore so he him. Doesn't, so just ignore he him. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Jay, uh, I guess this book, this came out like a year ago, is that right? Yeah, during uh, late last season, okay. uh, mid-season or so, and uh, it's really uh, 20 Rams, 20 great Rams, everybody from Tom Mack to Young Bud to Henry Eller to Kurt Warner to even to Johnny Hecker. Ooh, they, got a Kurt oh, one, yeah. One, nice. Yeah, that one game, what was the game of your life? What do you still remember all these years later? Okay. What do you go to bed on every night still? <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's kind of cool because uh, often when you're a writer or, or uh, writing a story or a journalist, you're already picking a topic or picking the story like, hey, I'm doing a story on this game or yada, yada. Instead, you go, hey, dude, after all these years, what's the one game that, that stands out? Some of them were losses. You know, Some mm, of them really? were great championship games. Some of them were injuries. Yeah, some of them. It just shows you what the fan thinks might be the, the game that they still remember is Tom Mack, the 1974 NFC title game against Minnesota Vikings, the great Tom Mack, Hall of Famer. Uh, James Harris hit Terrell Jackson down the left sideline, 42 yards. Mm. They get down to the six-inch line, line up to punch it in. All of a sudden, here comes the flags. They say Tom Mack moved. He didn't move, Alan Page. Deeked <laughs> across the line. Page moved, because why wouldn't Page move? Even if the, the penalty was on him, it was a three-inch penalty. They were right there on the goal line. They call it on Mac instead. Of course, Mac didn't move. They're in Minnesota. They get shafted. They scoot it back to the six-yard line. Next pass is deflected, intercepted by the Vikings. The Rams will go on to lose that uh, NFC title yeah. game. Tom Mack goes over to... Chuck Knox and says, Chuck, I'll bet you a paycheck, which was 6000 bucks in. Yeah, I didn't move. Later on, Coach uh, Knox said, Tom, you're right. You didn't move. 
but I'm not giving you an extra paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Can't so blame him. All these years, and after all the consecutive games Tom Mack played, he still thinks about a penalty that he thinks <laughs> oh, about the Rams man. a trip yeah. to the Super Bowl. So it's that's, guys like that, and you know, uh, so uh, one after another, and just thrilled to talk to these great Rams. Oh, and uh, did I you tell you they're proud about the start they're having this year? That's for sure. Oh yeah. Did you uh, grow up a Rams fan by chance? I did grow up a Rams fan. Uh, my so dad that, was a social worker in L.A. County, and we always had the Rams on. And, and Dick Emberg was, uh, you know, always filling up our house, always uh, calling the games. And, and to tell you a little story, back then, if you were uh, in a military uniform, which my uncle was a long-time Marine, you could get into the game for 50 cents and bring wow. in six kids. Wow. So he would bring wow. His, he'd bring his buddy, and so they'd get in for a buck and bring in the six neighborhood kids. I go, this uncle's the greatest guy ever. Instead, he was just looking for a reason to go out and drink beer and watch the Rams. I, would learn later. <laughs> I was going to say, that was, that, yeah. that was the time when you could sneak in a fifth of whiskey in there your you pocket go. and nobody yeah. would check it. There you go. Uh, so just so going to those games and then you're just driving up to the Coliseum when you're a kid. You know, it looks bigger than life. You can't oh, believe yeah. it. The Olympic torch and Dick Inberg doing the games and it was a great era to, to be a kid and be a Rams fan, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I have to ask a little bit about uh, Jack Youngblood. Was he as tough as many people said he was? I mean, you hear about the early 1980s. He goes into, I think, blood clot surgery. He plays on broken legs. And yet he goes, what, 200-some yeah. consecutive he, games? He was he was Captain Blood. Yeah. That's what they called him. <laughs> and, and the funny thing was when he, he, he did, uh, he broke that leg and. Uh, 79 playoff run mm-hmm. in the NFC divisional game against the Dallas Cowboys, and he gets caught in the gets caught in the wash, gets caught in the pile, and and runs in, and and they X-ray him in the old Texas Stadium, and and the doctor comes back and says, uh, Jack, it, it's broken, your leg's broken. And he said, God, God damn it, I know it's broken. Now tape it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's when men were men, man. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. No, I said tape it up. You know, by now, and it's Jack Youngblood. His full pads, your his veins are sticking out. You know, we're playing the Cowboys. You know, and the Cowboys are beating so much leading up this game in, in big games. So, again, the doctor, I can't do that. I can't do it. He goes, I'm gonna strangle you if you don't do it. He goes, Jack. I don't know how to tape up a leg. He goes, you son of a gun, get out of here. <laughs> That, that they call in the uh, assistant trainer. He tapes wow. it up. Garrett, Garrett Jarrett, uh, Jarrett, yeah, Garrett Jarrett. He tapes it up. He goes back in there and he convinces Malavasi, Ray Malavasi, the coach, that he he wouldn't get in the way. You know, and Jack, being the captain, he said, "If I was going to hurt the fellows, no way would I go for it." So mm-hmm. he goes out there and plays in a broken leg. He plays the next week when they shut out Tampa Bay nine nothing. Now he's playing in the Super Bowl with a broken leg. Wow. Rams were ahead going into the fourth quarter. 1914 didn't quite hold on. But here's the kicker on the Jack Youngblood story. He plays in that with a broken leg. He goes to the Pro Bowl and plays. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Because yeah. yeah. you don't get paid for that. Yeah, that's a bit much right there. Oh, yeah. know, why would you do that? Dad coming, I ain't going to pass up a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> that's right, man. It's Hawaii. You know, and to put this into perspective, oh, that's great. How many times in the last ten years have you heard a player skip a game because he has turf toe? Yeah, turf toe. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Turf toe. Yeah. That's yeah. a millennial that's thing. Great. <laughs> or a oh, tight hamstring. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. oh man! So, it's one story after another, and you probably guys probably know the Gatorade story with Jack Youngblood. I don't know if you know that one. And 
No. It, uh, when he was down in Florida, they had a couple of trainers starting a, a drink. And uh, every day after practice, they would have to try this drink out of this big tin, tin cups and uh, tin barrel. And he said it was the worst tasting thing he'd ever tasted in his life. One day it would taste like milk. One taste, they would taste like salty and it'd be too sugary. They finally got down the right potion. It was Gatorade at the University of Florida, where he's probably really? the greatest all-time uh-huh. defense. But yeah, and he says, Bill, dadgum, if they would have gave us one share, just one share. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> We'd yeah. all be rich now. But, oh, uh, because man. of Gatorade. Uh, he was just Jack a guinea Youngblood pig. Yeah, a, yeah. Jack Youngblood was a taste tester for Gatorade. Wow. Next time you have one. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, we could yeah, sit right here on. and talk stories about this all day, but then nobody would buy the book because we'd know everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to leave some of the imagination. Well, That's I kind of right. wanted to ask him a little bit about what do you have on current player uh, Hecker? Can you uh, tease us a little bit? Uh, it's his big uh, special teams when they beat Seattle. Remember a few years back when they didn't win very many games? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, put, they, they, pulled one, they pulled one out uh, with their fake punts and yes. uh, his, his kicking. And uh, we're going a little bit with Bill Belichick, you know, he, who never says anything about anybody. It was right. like started talking one day how Johnny Echo is like a weapon, and how big a impact this one guy can have on a on a on a game. And and, and it's kind of cool actually going whoa, you know, Bill Belichick singles you out. So yeah, uh, more with him and Fossil and some of those special uh, special team shenanigans that they come up with. Uh, he's a great player, and the the Rams are fortunate to have him. So, oh, yeah. so do the Rams go undefeated this year? Ooh, good wow. question. Boy, Ben. I'm just asking because they're eight <laughs> games in already. They're halfway Wait, through. Wait, no. We're eight no. Are you asking our guest or are eight you asking no. Jeff? No, I'm asking <laughs> our guest. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm going to say no. I'm just going to say it's too tough. That's a hard I'm thing to sure, do. Yeah, I'm not even sure you want to, the, the pressure of the build-up. But yeah. gosh, if there's so much team that can do it, it's a team that can beat you in so many ways. I think yeah. that's what makes this Ram, Ram team so neat with – each on offense, and we know what they can do on defense. And, and again, back to those special teams. So even if one of the units not clicking, the other one's uh, there. But you you keep playing hard, and they're certainly going to go for it. That's for sure. Uh, I'll tell you one thing: they probably wouldn't sit all the starters like they did last season against the Forty Nineers in the last game if they had a shot at perfection. But they're fun to watch, and I can't see how the, I can't wait to see how the second yeah. half develops. Yeah, oh. I got I got one question before we let you yeah. go. So sure. I would imagine so the book came out last year around this time, and, right? And so I would imagine you were writing it kind of before last season started when what we had was that. <laughs> abysmal L.A. season that was uh, under... Oh, you better not name his name. Say his name. Don't say his name. Jeff no. Fisher. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anything change in your in your writing or your approach once we, we kind of saw that the team uh, is actually good under Sean McVay? Like, that, that drastically changed the, the Rams storyline. I don't know if that changed anything for the book. Well, the only thing uh, it did change, I will say this, I wanted to try to get a current player, and we ended up with Johnny Eckert, and, and he was certainly a great choice. Yeah. I wanted to get Jared Goff. Oh, that would be great. And goes, yeah. oh, and, and he loses all his all starts <laughs> in the first season. Yeah. So I was going to circle back and, you know, give me one of your game of your life. How yeah. can you ask a guy for the game of his life? <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell you about his Cal career is what he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so right. we decided uh, to, go, to go with the Pro Bowl punter instead. But there I you kept go. waiting for golf to have a big game, and it's funny it turned out how it did. Yeah. For real, last question. How surreal? <laughs> I got I got to know this. For real, uh, how surreal was it growing up a Rams fan and then getting to talk to these guys and and even these players and and even you mentioned uh, Dick Emberg, who I believe wrote a foreword for the book, right? Wrote the foreword. Yeah. yeah he wow. wrote, how he how surreal is that 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 you grew up with these guys them, and then yeah. you're getting to talk to them about this? Yeah, well, it was crazy. I mean, you had the caller ID and everything and. And the, you know your phone lights up, Jack Youngblood, and like you sit up wow. and say, all of a sudden, you know, and like you, you know, you're gonna message of call Roman Gabriel. Oh yeah, okay, I'll call Roman. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel. wow. And Gabe and, and Gabe was really cool, man. He, he told some great stories. Uh, he gave me the picture for the cover of the book of him trotting out of a, a, a sold out Coliseum in 1967. He gave me some pictures of him. He told me some great stories. I mean, these guys, when they were Rams and that close to Hollywood, it was a big deal. And they were in TV shows and, yeah. and they were in movies. I mean, Roman Gabriel, Merlin Olsen, Roman Gabriel was in Undefeated with John Wayne. Wow. And he said he was picked to be John Wayne's adopted Native American son huh. because of his dark complexion. And Gabe goes, heck, I'm half Filipino. That's why I <laughs> <laughs> Hey, really quick, can I... all the guys. Oh, go ahead. All the guys say, all the guys say, hey, don't you know? Don't call John Wayne Duke. You know his big nickname. Don't say Duke. He'll let you know when you say Duke. You know? Of course, John Wayne walks in and goes, "Hey, Duke, how you doing?" You know. <laughs> and he ends up. He's a 1969 NFL Most Valuable Player. He yeah. said, "I didn't care. I did my own stunts in the movie there because you go. he got paid a little bit extra." Can you imagine? Tom Brady being in movie number one and number two doing his own stunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Right on. It's just that's out of curiosity, when when you, those guys were calling you, did you ever have the thought to not answer it so they'd leave you a voicemail and you'd have it forever? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Ben would ask uh, that. You know what? I, I taped some of the interviews, so I got I got around that a little bit. That's but, oh, yeah, yeah just, <laughs> that is just, awesome. Just, the funny thing was, is like for some reason I got on Gabe's email list with all these guys the guys he drinks coffee with down in North Carolina or something. So I'm I'm getting like all their jokes are sent back and forth. And all <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yeah, Good stuff. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, we're going to have a coffee shop. Okay. So <laughs> the end. Nice. So, that is so yeah. cool. Yeah, it was fun to it was fun to fun to write and it's still out there on Amazon.com if you want to jump on and uh the Rams have been around a long time. I, they, I yes, know they took yeah. a couple of decades off, and, and a lot of people lost touch. And that's kind of one of the cool things about going to a Ram game now. A lot of the guys that are in the book are the jerseys that the fans wear, and you know a lot of people wear yeah. young blood. Yeah, see a lot of young blood. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that that's kind of neat, and uh, glad I could bring out the stories for the fans one more time. Yeah, sounds like an amazing. Yeah, book. that's awesome. We'll definitely get the book so we can find that on Amazon. That's right. Game of my life, Rams, memorable stories of Rams football by Jay Paris with the great Dick Enberg, who was the announcer from 69 to 77, right in the forward. We sure miss Dick Enberg, that's for sure. And uh, yeah. we'd love for you to give it a read. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Jay Paris. Woo! Thank you. All right. Awesome.
Awesome. Here we go. Here we go. All Keep right. Going now. Finish, finish strong, boys. That's right. That's what we do. None of that rookie wall nonsense. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're going to break Darren's leg, and we're going to keep talking just to show he's a man. As long as you call me the John Wayne of the NFL. We won't it up. We won't be Kershaw on the playoffs. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too soon? What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, man. not really. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Jay. Thank you so much again. We yeah, appreciate thank you, you taking thank the you, time man. with us. Thank you. All right. Cheers to you guys. How about that guy? Ah, good stuff. He it's knows Jay his Rams. Paris. Dude, those yeah. stories. I mean, seriously, like, th- th- he was blowing me away. Like, th- yeah. the amount of, of information that he had and how he was able to paint that picture. I mean, I, I can't wait to read and the book. And can you imagine getting to talk to. Like your yeah. child, oh, yeah. guys forget about it. idolized forget about as a kid. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> the guys you remember their numbers awesome. for? Yeah, that well, too. Yeah, oh, but yeah, you know the, the one play that, that to me, you know, and I'm and again not being a Rams fan, but mm-hmm. I, I fell in love with that greatest show on turf, and I believe right. it was the first season where they really kind of came about when Kurt Warner became their cornerback, where yeah. they go to the Super Bowl, and it was against the Titans, if I remember right. And they had the lead, and they had to stop the Titans on the drive in the last drive of the season, and they literally tackled them on the one-yard line. On the one, yeah. I remember that, yeah. So, like, when he was talking about games that, you know, that people remember, like, that was the first thing that popped to my mind. I was kind of surprised, you know, that he was using other examples, and that wasn't one of them. But, you know, yeah, I – it's kind of neat, you know, when you have when you've watched sports for so long, that those kind of memories that you know when you're in that moment, you'll remember those the the, the pitching count, or yeah, you'll right, remember, right. you know, that it was fourth and three, you know, at at the twenty yard line when that play happened. It's amazing how you know how ingrained those plays are with you, and yeah. so you know, him bringing that stuff out in the book is just a, a fantastic awesome. yeah, thing for for cool. Rams fans. Yeah. And the great yeah. thing about that book is that you know there's what fifteen or so chapters, and every chapter is broken up to a different Rams yeah, player. That's Cool. I mean, you have Johnny cool. Hecker. We talked about Youngblood a little bit. He has a chapter on Eric Dickerson. Yeah. So, I mean, all your favorite Rams it, players are in that book. Yeah. It seems like it's a lot of L.A. Rams players. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if there's many uh, <laughs> I think he Rams did. I, did, I think he did. He, did. he didn't he did mention Kurt, right? I, I thought yeah. he did. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Good stuff. Well, how about we uh, look ahead at week nine? Mm. It's already week nine. It's crazy. It's week nine. Unbelievable. Yes. When's your buy? Crazy. Uh, 12? 12, Oh, yes. wow. So yeah. it's later in the season. Yeah. Okay. It's like yeah. the last... Isn't week 12 the last week of buys? I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I believe it is, I think though. so. Yeah. yeah. It sounds right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it. Why not? Right. No, that's yeah, that's, that's why we don't get paid for this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're fans. We're fans, people. We're fans. <laughs> He's not the best in the business for nothing. <laughs> He's not the best color, ga- color guy is. in the game for nothing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. So the Rams will travel to New Orleans... For uh, week nine against the Saints, this, uh, yeah, as we mentioned, I, I think you're right. This is going to be a shootout. Yeah. It's going to be, be a, a shootout. lot of offense yeah. going. Um, what I can say, though, this is a road game. And how do the Rams do on the well, road? That's oh, true. That is very yeah. true. It's a win. It's a win. So, that's, you know that's what? a slam dunk right there. In, in, in a way that this can also be looked at as a revenge game. Because, you know, the Saints did walk into the uh, Coliseum last year. And the Rams did beat them by six points or so. And I have a feeling that, you know what, the Saints, they want to go ahead and get that win back. Sure. I know we're on the road, so you automatically have to give the Saints, what, three points or something just to, just because of home field advantage. But uh, again, you have Drew Brees. And uh, at this point in time, uh, we're kind of hoping that Cooper Cup is going to be healthy. And uh, he's 
back into the fold of things. Cup check. Cup check right Cup there. Check. So, uh, you know, just give uh, Goff some extra weapons. Make sure that our offensive line starts out well from the very beginning and carries it through until the end. And gives, Marcus Peters wakes up. Well, Marcus Peters wakes up a bit, watches his <laughs> and, wide receivers. And how do we not mention Todd Gurley on a Rams podcast yet? Oh, t- oh, oh what's you know, wrong with us? Actually, what's you wrong know, with us? That, that, bringing up Gurley. So maybe I don't understand football. But people- <laughs> okay, I love this start. I'm a Raiders fan, so you yeah. know, hey, listen, that goes with the territory. But you know, I I was hearing all these these you know talking heads on on sports football talking about how he decided rather than go mm. for the mm-hmm. touchdown mm-hmm. to just go back in bounds and get tackled. And I'm thinking to myself, if he scores a touchdown, they're up eight. So the worst they could do is tie. And if Hecker kicks the the extra point, yeah, but they the win. game's over. So the so, game is over at but, that point. But to it me, it was the dumb play moment. to stay. Well, unselfish or not, it's the stupid play. You want to put points on the board. So I want to hear from you guys. Why do you thought it was a good idea if if it, you know to, to fall it's, down rather than going in the end zone? It's a moot point. He could have gone in the end zone, but but the game's over there right. anyway. All they needed was a first down, and, and then it. they can take a knee. Take a like knee, yeah. the game is over. You don't want. Any opportunity to give Aaron Rodgers back the ball, and they removed that opportunity. There was no point. I think it was a very unselfish yeah. move of him. It showed he's very a team player, yeah. a very smart he move. He knows what was going on. There was no reason to score the touchdown, yeah. and so he did it. Disagree. And, and you, and you th- <laughs> I think you scored the touchdown. I th- you know, you're thinking about a player such as Todd Gurley. He has the most rush- rushing yards this season. He has the most touchdowns this mm-hmm, season. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking about him at this point in time. He could give a crap about Vegas odds. He can give crap about if you own him yeah. on your fantasy team, which hey, unfortunately he I is, still do not. Scored, he is but the anti-Ty so. Montgomery, I will say. There in those go. last wow. few minutes where you saw a selfish play by that player mm. who wanted to put the game on mm. his back and take it in his hands, and then we saw what happens. He fumbles the ball. Thank you, the anti-Ty Montgomery, who, who uh, was unselfish. Yeah. Yeah, and just knew the game was over and ended it right there. What hey. you don't want to do is give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers has a knack consistently of just throwing these hail marys that somehow convert. When, when you're up nine, you can't lose. Well, you can't lose with what he did either. So yeah. <laughs> so, so it's at a the point. end of so the game, either stats, way, man, tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I respect him for what he did. Actually, he I did, can't say that you, I don't respect him, but I just didn't understand it. Too. If right, you watch right, the play, right. he he actually did try to. Oh, I watched the play. He was trying to run. <laughs> it looked like he was almost just trying to run time off the clock, yeah. like just to run out the clock, and and he probably would have run in, but yeah. yeah. Mm. At the at any rate, I love it. I love that he did it. It's, it's Situational football. Another... Dave Roberts needs to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Smart player right there. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. So yeah, I, mean, I think uh, this is this is going to be a Rams win this weekend, and I think you're thinking I think of it a Rams will be win. a shootout. But if you look at these two teams, the Rams right, are the more complete. <laughs> <team>. <laughs> yes, that, that sounds about right. It could be. Yeah. Uh, but but you look at. Uh, New Orleans, what's their weakness? Their defense. Yeah, they're they're not as strong on defense, and um, Goff's going to have a lot more time than he had this week to throw the ball. And we know what happens when Goff has all the time in the world to throw the ball, which mm. is usually, uh, I think, I think the Rams win this one. Saints are edge. Saints are six and one. Their power rankings this week is four. So you know what? Well, where, where are the Rams? Well, we're number one. I understand right. it. We're we're in St. Louis. We're in uh, New Orleans. But you know what? I when we 
did the rankings earlier this season, I considered this game a loss. And you know what? We're going into week nine. And unfortunately, me being super, I mean, Rams fan number one, I'm going to go ahead and stick with that. I, I think at really? some point in time, the Rams are going to have to, I know, it's, it's, kick me. You should. No, you, you should. Know, you're just going against the grain because you have to. You know in your heart they're going to win. I'm, I'm taking the fan aspect out That's of it. That's the old hate couch in him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the numbers. Um, it's going to be a very close game. I would love to see the Rams, of course, get the win. Yeah. I'm going to root for the Rams. Of course I am. But you know what? The Saints are a good team. They're a good yeah, team. A good no team. doubt about it. Not as good as the Rams, though. Vic, oh, my gosh. your thoughts on this weekend? Um, You know what? I don't think they're going to ne- not lose a game this season. So <laughs> I am going to say that they are going to lose at some point. And I think this this, this last weekend kind of showed uh, that they are vulnerable. They, they can be beaten. Um, and that's not to say that they're not going to – I still think they're getting to the Super Bowl. Um, yes. But – uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with a loss. I mean, this is a really good Saints team, and I think exactly what Darren said is that the, not only are not only do the the Rams have a target on their back, but they're also looking to get that win back. So uh, I think they're gonna come out pumped and hyped. And uh, yeah, I think the I think the Rams are gonna lose this week. Look at the scores oh, over the last few weeks. I mean, Jeff, uh, I'm with you. Yeah. The Rams are gonna win. Oh, thank gosh. you, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Dang it, that means they're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'll switch them to a win. How about that? Oh, we were that close. We were that close. That's not even pod next week. <laughs> oh, well, we got to get out of here. Follow us on Twitter at The Rams House. And uh, our thanks again to Jay Paris for joining yeah. us. Definitely check out his book. You can also find him on Twitter yeah. at J, the letter J, P A R I S underscore sports. Good, good follow, and a good, good dude. Uh, that's it for us. Also, get all your the rest of your L.A. sports news on the Guys in Shorts flagship show. That's uh, Guys in Shorts Sports L.A. Watch mm-hmm. your puck sport, or listen to your puck sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you like hockey, if that's your thing. Um, we'll move back to Canada first. <laughs> <laughs> and then listen to the King's Realm. Yeah, and if you like soccer, listen to guys in- No, don't do that. Oh. Oh, well. Uh, oh, don't do nope. That. <laughs> Never mind. That shit got canceled week two. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. I'm Jeff Wilson. That's Darren Basa, Ben Garcia, and Victor Costello. Whose house? Rams, Rams house. house. I'm still here, Wapo. <laughs> <laughs>